Hi, I'm Daniel Stoll, and I'd like to welcome you to the Come Follow With Me podcast. This podcast is a weekly discussion of the topics in the Come Follow Me curriculum, as we seek to study the scriptures and learn more about our Savior, Jesus Christ. I invite you to come follow with me as we seek to live in the way that he did. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow With Me. I'm your host, Daniel Stoll, and today I have a small announcement to make. So originally, um, this Easter-long special was going to be seven days, but I've decided to break it down um, and combine today's and yesterday's episodes, Friday and Saturday, and just release them on Saturday, partially because of scheduling issues and partially just because of lack of content on Saturday. Saturday. Wow. Anyway, so that's just a quick explanation for why there wasn't a Friday episode, actually. And let's get straight into the source material now. I'm excited. So Friday was a huge day, but Saturday has very little. So I decided to just combine them and throw them into one. So if you're thinking about it, just as we're going through the week, the point of this is really just to like give you a daily reminder of what was happening in this week during the um, during Jesus's life before right before right up to and following his crucifixion. So Friday, we start with um, Christ is taken and he's put on trial, and I mean we know the story of there's a criminal, Barnabas, and all the people, this is what gets me so sad, is Christ, who has done nothing but good, all the people have talked and lied and resisted goodness so much to the point where they would rather release a known criminal among them than allow the savior of the world to be free. And just in retrospection, I was thinking um, about some of my extended family and how not the specific exact same thing has happened, but in situations where we tend to not look at source material, we don't go to people and actually figure out what they believe, what they seek to do, in their purposes and intentions and we don't take it back to what's true then we can be twisted so easily people will lie all the time members of the church know this for sure Um, the other day i was reading comments on a video and somebody was saying well the mormons believe in satan's brother i was like well if you're talking about jesus christ yes yes we do but just all kinds of crazy things that people try and tell us we believe because they don't go and find out what people truly believe in. And this is a lot what happened with Jesus, is people didn't actually go and meet him. They just heard of him and immediately hated him. Or they heard of what he was doing and what he was trying to do, and they didn't like the righteousness. They didn't want to be righteous. They wanted to keep living the pleasurable life that they were living. And they didn't take time 
to think about the greater value of what he was teaching as opposed to just the way they were living their lives right then. And so we had the trial. And um, it's a very difficult situation because for the people in charge, like, so Pilate, who's in charge, he kind of washes his hands and says, well, I'm just not going to have any part in this. It's This is all on you guys. But really, one of our duties as not even just followers of Jesus Christ, but as good people in general, is to stand up for what's right. I've done a lot of studies on heroes and hero work in real life. And really the heroes in real life are the everyday people, not crazy, talented, or strong people. They're just everyday people with no particular, I mean, most most of them don't have any particular set of extreme skills or anything like that. But they stand up for what's right when everything else is wrong, and then they make a difference. And really, we get back to sins of omission and sins of commission, like whether you're doing something or whether you're not doing something that you should be doing. And really, there's no middle ground. We can't wash our hands of this. We can't just say, well, uh, these people are spreading lies about my church, but I'm just going to let them go on teaching and believing these things because I don't really want to make any conflict or anything and yeah some people will just endlessly tell lies just because they hate us and they really just don't care but some people really like we should be educating and at least like explaining that we do believe in Christ we do believe in all these things it is up to us to be the heroes today anyway so after the trial is the crucifixion. We all know about that. There's so much pain. Uh, Jesus has been whipped, and then he immediately after has to carry the cross on his back. He has the crown of thorns on his head. He's um, there's he's cut really bad through the side, and then he's ugh, I hate it. He's nailed up onto the cross, and if you guys have ever seen the Bible videos that depict this, it's actually so, so just blatantly horrifying to see that, and it makes me cringe every time, kind of like when you're watching Home Alone, and you know that the robber is about to step on the nail, and you don't want to watch, but you do, and you just cringe, it's like the exact same thing, it's, we're seeing, specifically in this case, more than Home Alone, we're seeing someone who doesn't deserve it, having so much pain administered to them simply because they're trying to do good. And this is what we have to prepare for in the last days, is we will be persecuted so much just because we try to do good. We already see it on social media, in schools, and in so many different environments, even inside the church sometimes. There's, I know, youth that would totally berate me and put me down And make fun of me just because I seek to take spiritual time and I seek to um, live my life life certain ways so that I can feel the spirit a lot. 
and follow those commandments. But I know people that would totally make fun of me. They would hate me just for trying to do that. And when we get to that point, it's really just what do we stand for and where will we stay? Will we allow ourselves to stay in certain situations where we're going to be persecuted just because of our beliefs and that we want to do good? Or are we going to get ourselves out of those situations, change our friend groups, change um, the way people are treating us, whether it's by telling them not to or by just getting away from them? And are we going to set ourselves on a more firm foundation because that's important it's when we do that that we stop going with the crowd like during the crucifixion and it's when we get better friends when we surround ourselves with happier more spiritual people that we it might not always be super fun because some of our friends are encouraging us to do better than we are but ultimately it's for our benefit and so when we come to the crucifixion, I mean, we all know how it happens. There's earthquakes immediately afterwards, and that's when some of the people start to say, this must, he is the Christ. Let me find the exact verse. Um, it says in Matthew 27... Yes, it's Matthew 27, closer to the end of the chapter. Um, Christ has just died, and then it says, And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. And so specifically, this is talking about resurrections and things like that. Um, now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus, saw the earthquake and these things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. And so a lot of the time, we don't realize our mistakes until afterwards, but this is just another key point of don't let yourself go with the flow. Find truth and be led by the Spirit in everything that we do so that we're not resisting goodness and change. We're embracing it and um, directing that work forward. It's just key. These are the key aspects of life and how we should all be living. So, finally, um, there's the burial. So they take Jesus' body, they anoint it with oils, and then they place him in the tomb. Um, and, I mean, at this point of the story, we all know what happens, but... Just quickly wanted to give a brief touch to specifically Saturday's topic. Um, so today, in the Come Follow Me manual, it says Christ's body lies in the tomb while his spirit ministers in the spirit world. And it links to DNC 138. Um, and I would definitely encourage you guys to read more about that. I don't have much time to go into it as I want to keep this episode shorter. But just the fact that even after he was dead... Christ kept teaching immediately. It was kind of like, huh, no big deal. I'm just going to go preach the gospel to more people as um, this earthquake and my works teach more people on earth. And that's just crazy. And But that's where we should all aspire to be is 
to have the spirit of missionary work so fully throughout our being that no matter what happens, we immediately want to turn things into teaching experiences. And that's what I love about Jesus Christ. He is the greatest teacher ever to be born. And I think we can stand to learn a lot from him. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Come Follow With Me podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening and that my words have given you some spiritual nourishment. Come back next week for more um, learning about the scriptures and next week's Come Follow Me lesson. Please like, subscribe, and leave comments. I really appreciate any help and tips you can give me. And I just hope that I've helped you guys in your personal study. Thanks so much.